1: This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Deanne O'Donovan. Thanks for being on the show, Deanne.
0: Happy to be here.
1: Deanne is the president and CEO of American Homeowner Preservation and AHP Servicing. Deanne has an extensive background in commercial and residential real estate. She was a senior leader at both public and private real estate investment trusts, has restructured over 500 million dollars in distressed real estate assets and s- served as an executive at a national mortgage company before joining AHP servicing. Well, Dan, give us some background on how you got into this business and and what you do exactly.
0: Sure. So, um as you mentioned, I got into the business uh A few years ago, um, I've got about 20 years experience in the industry, I started out working for a public real estate investment trust, or REIT as it's commonly called, doing uh, acquisitions and corporate restructurings of large public company bankruptcies and other distressed um, debt and equity situations. And then moved into... um, the corporate workout world for a large bank during the last recession, uh, went to work for a mortgage company, set up a servicing business, and um, really excited to be here now with AHP Servicing, which is kind of a interesting confluence of a lot of the things that I had done in my past. So happy, happy to be here in this position. And what AHP Servicing does is we purchase... We're a socially responsible company, crowdfunded, which we'll talk about, And we purchase distressed debt at a discount. And then we work with the borrower to try to modify that loan and get them paying.
1: Nice. So, um, you know, I I guess want to go back just a little bit, you know, as far as a REIT, you know, for our listener who hasn't heard that term before, you know, REIT, you know, what does that, what does that mean? What is that?
0: So a REIT can be a public or private company that is um, formed in such a way that it is paying out the majority of its free cash flow or funds from operation to the investors in the REIT. And because of that, it gives the company special tax treatment.
1: Nice. So tell us, you know, tell us a little more about AHP and, and how you all do business and, you know, how does that involve syndication?
0: Sure. So um, the original company, American Homeowner Preservation, or AHP, uh, as we call it, celebrated its 10-year anniversary in May. So it's a pretty well-established company. Um, But then we have this new company, AHP Servicing, which launched this year. um, And that company focuses on servicing uh, primarily non-performing residential loans. And so We've had a series of SEC reggae offerings that are crowdfunded. So we're open to both accredited and non-accredited investors. And that's really our syndication vehicle. So um, where some companies might put together a private syndication, or they might have fractional ownership in commercial real estate assets, an investor in our fund can invest as little as $100. And they get an equity position in the company. And we then pay them a preferred 10% uh, per year return on that money, and we then use those funds to purchase defaulted loans that we restructure, season, and hopefully sell for for a profit.
1: So someone can invest as little as a hundred dollars. And so tell us, you know, what type of investors, you know, does that bring, and how do you answer all these investor questions? You know, if you if you have a, a, you know people investing a hundred dollars, you know, how do you answer all these questions from investors?
0: Sure. So, um, we have a website where somebody can go. It's called uh, hpservicing.com is our website and they can go there and kind of learn about the company, walk through it and invest online. Our online investing process literally takes about 90 seconds, so it's very it's very clean, very easy. We also have a dedicated investor relations team. So if they want to talk to somebody, we have staff available to talk to them um, and answer any questions that they may have. And so the reason we're able to offer that minimum investment of just $100 is because of that Reggae offering, that syndication vehicle. And it's a little bit more work getting an investment vehicle qualified um, as a Reggae offering because we're open to non-accredited investors. But as I mentioned before, because we have that social responsibility aspect, we feel it's important to make this kind of investment available to somebody who's just starting out.
1: So you know, a lot of us have heard that term, Reg A. You know, and tell us, tell us, it's not a type of music, I don't think, but tell, you know, tell us what that is.
0: Sure. So it stands for Regulation A, and it's it covers kind of this middle ground between a private placement and an initial public offering or an IPO. So a reggae offering um, is defined by the SEC. It was overhauled as part of the JOBS Act in 2012. So as part of the way to encourage small businesses and maturing companies to have access to capital. So we do a tier two reggae offering. So we'll raise up to $50 million um, in this offering. So, our current offering just launched two weeks ago, and our run rates in those first couple of weeks were raising about a million dollars a week. So, there's been a lot of demand for it. We had well over a thousand people on our waiting list, and um, it's just a really nice alternative real estate play because it, off- it offers best efforts liquidity. So, a lot of syndicated deals, you have a three to five year lockup period where you can't get that capital back because we have best efforts liquidity if something changes. We'll redeem your shares if we can,
1: wow, so you had mentioned uh you know raising uh fifty million dollars for this current offering you you and I talked obviously before the show a little bit about this current offering and raising approximately one million dollars a week. You know give us some tips on how you all are able to to able to do that.
0: So I think it's a variety of things. This is our sixth um, fund that we've had. So our last offering closed in May of this year, we raised about $35.5 million in that. And we've had a very consistent history of paying out our monthly distribution. So that's another nice feature of the fund. You're getting a 10% preferred return, but you're seeing that on a monthly basis. And that gives you a real-time indicator of how the offering is doing. So people who are looking for passive cash flow and alternative real estate plays love those features of the offering. Um, So a lot of it's been word of mouth. Some of We've had some great feedback from podcasts that we've done in the past. So we found that to be uh, a great opportunity as well. And there's a lot of advocacy for it in the socially responsible or impact investing space as well.
1: Nice, right, so what kind of repeat investors do you have you know from from one to the next So you've done six, and so you you know you're able to raise you know a million dollars a week Are there many repeat investors, or do you know that percentage?
0: um I don't know the percentage yet since it's just two weeks into the new offering. It would be a little too soon to really have solid metrics. Uh, I can tell you anecdotally, we have a lot of repeat investors, so we have a lot of investors who've been investing five, six, seven years with us. And they'll invest in every offering. Um, and uh, they will eagerly await the next offering. So we had, as I mentioned, a very robust waiting list. And that's all with very little formal or traditional advertising. So we'll be starting to do some Google Ads in the next week or two as sort of a beta test to see what we get from that. But we've had really great success so far just with the reputation we've developed over the years.
1: Nice. So tell us, you know, why would an investor, you know, invest with you all as opposed to going to maybe the normal, you know, multifamily syndication route or self-storage or, you know, some other asset class in a, you know, obviously, usually going to have to be accredited. But, uh, you know, why, why would an accredited investor uh, pick pick your all's platform over something like that?
0: Yeah, so that's a great question. One of the things that I think is very unique about our business model is that we are very recession resistant and we're also not correlated to what's going on in the stock market or the bond market. So as an alternative uh, piece of the investment, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, the reality is when we hit the next recession, which we will... Um, and foreclosure rates start to rise, banks and hedge funds and other parties are going to be looked to getting those non-performing loans off their books so they can clean up their own balance sheets. So that creates more buying opportunities for us to buy more loans, work with those homeowners to get them reperforming. So we're a very recession resistant play.
1: Nice. So who, who are your typical investors?
0: Yeah. So our typical investor is um, in their 40s to 50s. And the average investment, even though we're, we are open for as little as $100, the average investor uh, is split about 50-50 between accredited and non-accredited. And the typical investment is, you know, somewhere between, depending on that uh, profile, 20000
1: to $40,000. All right. So you mentioned earlier, you know, crowdfunded, you know, tell us a little bit about what that means and why that's different.
0: Sure. So um, it gets back to that reggae offering where y- you're making that available um, on a broad base where you can market it, but you don't have to be listed on a stock exchange. And some of the benefits are, um, you know, it's less regulatorily intensive than doing an IPO or something that's listed on the NASDAQ or another exchange. So it's this kind of nice middle ground for companies that are relatively mature and don't necessarily need to go to friends and family, but don't want to go the IPO route.
1: Okay, so why don't you tell us about a current offering you you all are working on?
0: Sure. So um, our most recent offering launched under AHP Servicing, launched two weeks ago. So the profile there is... Um, Minimum investment, $100, preferred 10% return. Uh, Again, no lockup period. So what that means is we offer best efforts liquidity. So if you invest $10,000 and three years from now, you need to get that money out, we'll use best efforts to redeem those shares for you typically within 30 days. Um, We also use best efforts to return principal within five years. So and that's five years of you as an individual making the investment versus five years of the fund launching or the fund closing. Um, with past offerings, we've typically returned that principal in four, four and a half years. Um, other things to know about it is you know, that monthly distribution is not guaranteed. Uh, it's dependent on our performance. But for every prior fund, we have hit our return targets for our investors and we've returned 100% of principal.
1: So. What questions should a passive investor ask somebody like yourself? You know, let's help that 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 person that's kind of on the fence. You know, and they're looking at you know maybe your type of offering and and maybe not very educated about that type of business. What what questions do they need to ask ask you?
0: So I would say definitely read the offering statements um, with a cup of coffee or two because they're pretty long. (laughs) But that'll give you a lot of information. But questions to generally ask, um, definitely ask about the senior leadership team, how long they've been doing it, What's the track record? Have they done prior offerings? You know, you asked a great question earlier about how do they learn more. Um, I spent a lot of time this summer researching all of our potential competitors across the board. And there were a couple that I called and there, or I tried to call, and there literally wasn't a phone number. You couldn't get in touch with the live person. That, for me personally, is a red flag. If I can't talk to somebody at that company, I'm not going to invest with them. Um, I think another thing that's very important is whether the company produces audited financial returns, which we do. Um, Frankly, if the company didn't produce audited financials, I wouldn't have accepted the job as CEO because I want to walk in here knowing that I've got a relatively clean set of books. And investors should want to know that there's that level of professional third-party oversight in the company as well.
1: So tell us, um, you know, as far as the offering statement, if someone's going to sit down and read that they have no experience... You know, I, I feel like you know most people are gonna get that and like, oh my goodness, you know, they're they're either gonna set it down and say I, I'm just not gonna do this, or they're just gonna trust you. Right. <laughs> you know? I think
0: that's right. I think that's right. And you know, the fact that a company goes through that SEC um, registration process tells you that it's probably a slightly more trustworthy company because it's. Uh, you need great regulatory and securities counsel in order to get through it. It's a relatively expensive process, right, versus um, a typical syndication. You can easily spend, let's say, between 50000 and 100000 in legal fees getting that um, offering qualified uh, by the SEC before you launch it. So all of those things kind of go together to create a little bit of confidence that the company's not just sort of making it up as they go along. Because even though the typical investor isn't going to read every line in that document, the SEC lawyers read every line in that document.
1: So you also mentioned the the audited uh, financials. So w- what is that and how would an investor gain access to something like that? How are they? How do they know what to look at?
0: Yep. So you know, I think the first thing is just asking the question. If you're looking at a syndicated deal, right? Who are your third party? You know, uh, advisors. Who does the books? Do you get independent audited financials? Um, we make our financial results available on an annual basis. So um, if somebody goes to our website for our last offering, they'll see listed there as a hyperlink that they can open our audited financial statements and we try to provide a good level of transparency so that somebody can understand where the company's at in its evolution and how the prior offering has been doing.
1: Nice. So you and I discussed a little bit about, you know, having a a socially responsible uh, company. Tell us, uh, what what does that mean? You're being socially, you know, your your responsibility. What, What does that mean?
0: Yeah. So quickest answer is it means trying to do the right thing by the various constituents, right? So um, in this case, we're genuinely working with the borrowers uh, whose loans we purchase. So just to give you a hypothetical, we might buy a $100,000 mortgage that hasn't paid in two or three years. Um, We might get that at, let's say, 40 cents on the dollar. And we'll then make that outreach to the borrower to start a conversation, modify that mortgage. And that usually involves reducing the principal balance, uh, reducing the interest rate, extending out the payment terms so that you're finding a consensual solution. One um, comment you'll hear a lot in the banking industry is first loss, best loss. Like the sooner you can get somebody to the table who's in financial distress, the better your options are. And then if they've already abandoned the property, which we oftentimes buy things and turn out to be vacant if title is relatively clean we'll give them a deed in lieu of foreclosure we'll forgive the shortfall on the debt so you know typically when a property is vacant as you know the value of the property declines right because it's not being cared for so if that property is worth 60,000 on a $100,000 loan we'll forgive that $40,000 difference and let them you know start rebuilding their credit and get on with their lives
1: nice so what what sets you apart from other people in the industry that that has the same model that you do
0: Well, I'm actually not aware of any direct competitors um, in the industry right now, Um, but in terms of things that set us apart, we are the... you know, only company that I'm aware of where we're purchasing these defaulted loans in bulk and servicing them for ourselves. We just launched our own servicing company this year. So that's a big differentiator. And then, you know, that social responsibility aspect really sets us apart as well. The low barrier to entry of just $100, right? I mean... Literally, one of my daughters told me over Thanksgiving dinner that she invested in the fund. She's 23 years old. So, so you know she can do it while she's still paying off her student loan debts. Really, anyone can do it. And we try to set it up as kind of a win-win-win. So it's good for the investor. It's good for the borrower. It's good for our other constituents. And it's an environment that's great for our employees as well, because they love working here because they know they're part of a meaningful company that's doing good in their communities.
1: So what's been the hardest part of, you know, the syndication business and, you know, the raising, you know, learning this business for you? What's been the hardest, hardest part to overcome?
0: I think definitely getting up to speed on the reggae offering and those requirements. It's a very detailed process. So we're fortunate to have very good securities counsel, but that was definitely a learning curve when I joined the company. And then, you know, I think the other big piece, and this is true, I think, for whatever kind of syndication you're doing and whatever side of the table you're on in that transaction, is really making sure that you're doing business with people that you trust.
1: That's great advice. Uh, You know, what's what's the one thing you would say that's contributed to your success, Deanna? You
0: You know, I have been fortunate to um, have some good mentors as I've gone through my career. And I've been at least as fortunate to... Have developed relationships with a number of people who've wanted to continue to work with me as I've grown my career. So, we have a number of people here that this might be the second, third, or fourth company that they've followed me to. And so, kind of getting back to that kind of trust component and knowing that you're working with people who um, are trying to do the right thing and that you have a tremendous amount of confidence in goes a long way because the reality is. You know, we buy thousands of loans. Not every loan is going to be a winner, but knowing that you're working with people that are trying to do the right thing and have the best interests of our shareholders and our borrowers um, at heart makes makes the big difference.
1: What would you tell someone that's just getting into this business, you know, the syndication business specifically?
0: That is a great question. I would say, you know, again, know your vendor partners, uh, follow your instincts, right? But also... Um, trust, but verify. And the greater transparency you have with the syndication partners, the more comfort you'll typically have in a deal. And you know, if you can't get clear answers to your questions, if you can't get a hold of somebody, uh, if the return looks too good to be true and they can't justify how they're going to make it, that's probably a, a deal best not made.
1: Well, Deanne, you've been a great guest. Uh, tell the listeners how they can learn more about you.
0: Absolutely. So you can check us out online at ahpservicing.com or you can give us a call at 866-AHP-TEAM and ask to talk to somebody in our Investor Relations Department.
1: Thank you so much. And you've been a great guest. And I appreciate the listeners being with us today. I hope you I hope you all will connect with uh, Deanne and I hope you will go to lifebridgecapital.com and connect with me and uh, where you can schedule a call. And also sign up uh, and subscribe to the show. And I hope you're sharing it and uh, telling your friends about it. And also go to our Facebook page where you can learn from guests uh, just like Deanne and experts in the field and ask them questions. And uh, we will talk to you tomorrow.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.